Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2 Learning, the greatest community of educators around. Well Played Podcast is part of the On Podcast Media Network, and this is Season 5, Episode 17, and we titled this one, Giant Shrimp, Big Gamification versus Little Gamification. And I really don't know if I should have set up the dynamic of big verse little, but, you know, such is life. Uh, because the reality is you're going to kind of do both if you do the big gamification. But let's dive in a little further. Um, one, is just to let everyone know on the podcast that EMC2 Learning is offering a sort of back-to-school book drop sort of special on their website so definitely go out there if you haven't signed up yet and if you have signed up yet help john and i uh we are together you us are trying to change that world and you can help us by bringing in more people into the fold uh to really like give this movement some legs where we want thousands and thousands of educators uh leveling up their classrooms and you guys play a big role in that if you can kind of be those first followers to sort of pass that on that would be great all right uh and speaking of which the the website is got some so many resources for doing big and little gamification so let's let's sort of start with the little gamification what what does that mean what is that how why would you might want to start there well one it obviously gives you a good like entry point you kind of see what gamification is about and what what you know what you might use on the website for example if you're there we're talking about maybe using a single mechanic and lots of our activities use different gamified mechanics and you'd kind of see what we'd call maybe micro theming micro theming would be that there's a theme to today's lesson and even in my gamified year-long big course, I still do micro-theming. Uh, and a lot of it fits the overall narrative, but not always. And that's a big sort of misconception that I want to make sure you understand if you go with the big gamification. But uh, little gamification would be giving a light theme, a little micro-theming to today's activity. And you'll see that on most of our resources, there's a bit of a like story of like what's happening today and why we're doing what we're doing today. And then typically the activity itself has some sort of game mechanic, some time element, some point element, uh, something that you're trying to do together as a group, right? There's, there's something happening in there. And this little gamification, if you've never gamified before, might be a like just the right sweet spot to get you started in gamification. And I, I really want to suggest that maybe that's where you start, you know, pick up an account and grab one of these activities and you'll sort of see gamification play out in kind of a one day setting. Uh, one of my absolute favorites that really highlight some of the it gets the most gamification into one activity, and that is under review activities. There's one called Resource Rumble. That one's great because it really shows you lots of mechanics. We got the team mechanic. We got a little bit of time pressure. We got a little resource management, 
and we have items and power-ups all in one day activity. So if you don't do big gamification, this can kind of give you an example of all of those. So definitely check that out. It's so much fun. My kids absolutely love it. And it's a great thing right off the shelf there. Now, little gamification, I'm defining that as like a one, two, three day, maybe a week long activity. Uh, but that's it, right? And then like you box it up, you put it away. And big gamification I'm looking at is those of you that are eyeing up this idea of a gamified year or semester, if that's all you teach, I got to tell you, do the little to get to get into it, to sort of understand gamification. That's, that's good. That's powerful. Because really you're looking at one mechanic, maybe two mechanics playing in any one of these resources. And that's really going to be good because it's going to show you some of the power. It's going to get you sort of familiar with this sort of style of teaching. But when you choose to go from the little and snap into the big, which I want to tell you doesn't have to be a reset at the beginning of the year. It doesn't have to be one of these things where, oh man, I did a couple littles and I wish I did the big. Who cares? Start the big whenever you want. Start it. Start it after first quarter. Maybe after first quarter is when they launch. Maybe like doing some of these little things gets you into it and you're like, this is great. We're going to do big. Click into big then. You don't have to wait. Uh, but if you like the little, if you like kind of these different micro themings, grabbing whatever you want, playing whatever you want, then stick with that. And that's cool. That's great. One of the big pluses to little gamification there is you, you have this sort of flexibility, right? that every unit, every activity, every day really could bring just about anything. But I want to asterisk that because I think that's so true actually of big gamification as well. But it is something that is easier, I think, for you to understand in little gamification because you're not making an overarching commitment. Uh, little games, though, I would argue... Little games require a higher sense of purpose. Like there has to be this like point mechanic or there has to be like a reason you're doing what you're doing. There has to be like a clear definition of the goal of a little gamified activity where actually you can have a little more what I call fuzz factor in the big gamification. I love fuzz factor. I didn't invent this term. This is a board game, board gamer term where sometimes the victory, sometimes the purpose, sometimes the, the, the crunchiness, it can't just get mathed out. Sometimes it's important to have a bit of a fuzz factor. And that actually makes, to me, it feel a little more interesting, a little more serious, and a little more real life. And there's more fuzz factor to big gamification than there is little gamification because you have such a tight time frame. We are doing this activity today. We're playing resource rumble. You got to get those things and build and build and build and build and answer these questions and do these things. And it, at that point, it's like the tallest thing wins. So clearly define a path there where in my year long big gamification uh, storyline, they're just aiming at winning, and winning's just kind of the most points. How do you get the points? Well, there's like pff, a billion different ways to get points, and it really is going to require group effort. So it's 
and they and they know that you're going to toss all sorts of weird things at them over the course of the year and so they don't know exactly what those are going to be and that's that fuzz factor like i don't know like i think we're plugging along and then all of a sudden there's this twist and this turn and the rules change a little bit and it's like whoa like that's fuzz factor a little bit all right so little i think you get it's it's a little more approachable there's the plus little more just a smidge more flexible because you're not tied to any overarching big theme and then uh I guess nice for students in that it resets every time. All right, now I wanna sort of break down a little bit of the power of big gamification and why I really strongly say that we should be in this camp and we should be in this camp together. Uh, This is gonna take a little more time, a little more commitment on your part. So again, maybe not the place to start for you, but I hope it's the place, the destination that you sort of end up in. Maybe like my, maybe that's a fair way to say it. Big gamification. Where I like this is um, one. Th- there's an expansive feel to it. You have instead of a micro theme, you have this <laughs> way more macro theme that's going to encompass it all. And each of your activities that you do can click into that so you definitely especially on emc2 could choose a theme and and click in lots of resources lots of resources that still use those standard themes like space right and you can grab our space templates and use all sorts of ones for activities however not everything has to click into your gamified class so if you liked the storylines that i was telling you in little gamification that's fine you can do an activity that is one day that has nothing to do with your space theme you know and that's okay and in fact i would argue by being in the bigger larger game having that run in the background they become kind of experts at the unknown they become experts at what are the rules for today what's happening today whether it clicks into your game or not and that's just cool And I think that's one of the reasons I just love big gamification. It's got this expansive feel and kids know that it's expansive. So take that resource rumble that I absolutely love. You get these items and these power-ups, but then it all washes away. So there's that power of the reset of the little gamification. That's great, but it, it belies the, the growth that can happen with inside a game and school, our classrooms, Our mission really is all about that growth. We want those students to be growing and pushing themselves to try new things. Uh, Why little gamification can do that. I think there's just this extra bit that comes from the epic tale that is your large scale game. And this also frees you up to do kind of more complicated things with less effort. Because hear me out. Once that's running in the background and students get your game, whatever the rule set is to your game, whatever you're doing, whatever the theme is, now you can dip into that language. I do it all the time. Maybe I start a lesson and I actually didn't think of it as a gamified lesson. It was just some traditional, like we're gonna discuss, we're gonna read something, whatever. We're gonna watch some segment of like a clip of a video and then break it down. Who knows, it was definitely a traditional day. Because I have this language that's always humming in the background that is that supersedes, this is it right here. 
It supersedes any individual game. That means there's a rule set I can tap into anytime. So I love Resource Rumble. That activity that's on EMC2, I'll play that. I'll do that for sure. But And and those items and power-ups will go away. They'll wash away. But then I could be doing that regular day, and I want to spice it up. And I decide, huh, well, I can snap into the language of you know, get in your guilds, we're going to do this, and ooh, we're going to do a guild challenge. Whoever can kind of document kind of some of the most intriguing points of that segment of the video clip, or, right, you can all of a sudden amp anything up because you have the language of guilds, which is groups. You have the language of uh, experience points. They can earn an item that exists in the game that floats above any individual thing. So we're not talking about the items and power-ups that are inside Resource Rumble. We're talking about items and power-ups that are in your big game. And kids start to be like, oh, that's great. And see how I can easily now, easily turn that dial up. Or in a history class, I'm doing a simulation. A science class doing a lab. Math class doing stations. English class doing some sort of uh, lit circles or whatever. I can see it already. And you want to up that game a little bit. You can instantly tap in to your overarching theme and sort of say, ooh, today your guilds fill in the blank, whatever that is, that that could be their lit circles, that could be their math stations, you know, that could be the science lab groups, that could be the history simulation, you know, groups, your guilds today are going to be working together to, you know, blank, fill in whatever they're working on. And I'm looking for, and here I love to use these purpose-driven learners, I'm looking for like tremendous amount of effort and focus. And when I see that, you can unlock this like there's an item up for grabs and it's not limited it's not like the best student we're not going to play that schooly game this is more like a computer game in which if you achieve those objectives you will unlock that power so did i have that ready for today no i didn't but in the big gamification i already have a binder full of items and so i can decide to spice this up just the way i told you grab some items and walk around and be helping groups and kind of say oh Great job, guys. Boom, 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 boom. Here's four items. And they're all like, this is awesome, right? And it was a regular day, a regular day. I did not plan this. So keep that in mind that that big gamification really does produce a tremendous amount of flexibility and the ability to sort of truly throw anything at them. And you can, on a dime, turn it in to a gamified activity. That's pretty huge, I think. That's really huge. Uh, you also, because of this, like, right, we're tapping into that rule set that exists over and above everything. This means you can actually have this more complicated game that actually has sort of more interconnected items, bigger items, little more rules, because you're not going to have to explain them over and over again. These are going to be used over and over again, as opposed to little gamification where every day is a little bit different. Now, Here's where the two sort of blend, the two merge. Big gamification, you have the macro game running, and in any day, you can have the micro games happening, right? So I will do a one-day resource rumble. I will do text quest, right? I will do all sorts of activities in my class to get at the knowledge, to challenge them, but I also have before me this endless 
sort of theme that I can explore, that I can add to my class in that respect. So that is one of the things I absolutely love about big, big gamification. The other thing too is there's kind of almost an Olympic feel about it. I know it sounds silly and I know the first year you do it, you won't have that same sense until you get to the end. And when you get to the end and you do sort of a closing ceremonies, if you will, you kind of recap all the adventures they've been on, all the side quests and how like, man, they've done so much. And at the end of the year, you guys have achieved 500 some thousand points in like, you can't do that because you have one awesome kid. You, you, you do that by everyone showing up and doing the hard work. That's, you know, I'm so impressed, right? You have that speech, you have that story and you have that data. Here's where it becomes a little bit like the uh, Olympics. Because what happens is the next year, if you keep to it, you can add to that bank of stats. You can go tell that new uh, group of students that they are part of this ship or they're part of this house or whatever words you use. And you can explain how the house last year did, you know, 500,000 some points. And now it's your turn to do that. It's pretty epic. And then they all of a sudden know that you're keeping stats. And I usually keep a leaderboard where like the top 30 players from last year get immortalized. And so everybody can kind of see that. And then I have a living board where I mix last year's and this year's together, right? And, you know, so like here's literally the ongoing, everlasting, big gamified like leaderboard. And it's so cool. I absolutely love it. And I just suggest that... You, you keep those kind of data points in the big gamification. The other thing is it's just fun, people. Like, let's not forget the fun. And that is both in the big and the little. So it is a tasty little treat that we can give to our students that can kind of tickle their brains and make them think about learning in a different way. Games bring down those walls, those burials, barriers, those those that that anxiety wall that can kind of creep up on kids when we present things in that traditional academic sense so i love this idea of big and little gamification and i hope you think about adding one or two of them to yourself if you haven't done so if you're already a gamifier suggest this podcast this particular episode or any of the other episodes to your fellow uh, teachers to kind of get them thinking a little bit more about a gamified class. Uh, as always, you can connect with me on Twitter at Mr. Matera or Instagram at Mr. Matera EDU. I mean it, guys. I want to thank each and every one of you for being part of this community and supporting John and I's work on EMC2. We are truly trying to build something that is going to change the world. And I, I just means the world that you're part of this group. So thank you so, so much. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and think about um, <laughs> reaching out, telling me what kind of gamification you do, big or little. And as always, love to talk a board game or two. So if you got a new game that you just picked up, I'd love to hear that. Uh, I will tell you, I just played one called War Chest and it is Super awesome, little abstract kind of chess-like game, except uh, the pieces are different, and and you have different pieces than I have. We each get like four troop types. 
Plays about 30 minutes, great game. Think about picking up War Chest and having just a great time because I know you and you are gonna wanna play on.